Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 98 of the war in Israel. I'm joined again by James Valiant. Hey, James, how's it going? I'm okay. How about you? I'm okay. I actually want to start with a um, clarification, let's call it that, for yesterday. Some things that I said in the in the episode we did of the reality show about South Africa, I thought I, I thought pretty much immediately may, may have been a bit uh, too flippant. You know, it was, it was a serious situation. What's going on there? And we also got some comments and, you know, we get critical comments often, but when I, uh, in, in the in the comment section, but when I agree with them, uh, with the criticism, then, uh, yeah, that should be mentioned. Um, you know, we're, we're here talking about South Africa for a few days because of this farcical show trial. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the people in South Africa are suffering the, uh, the consequences of their government on a daily basis. And for, for years, for decades, the ANC has been in power for decades. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, you know, again, I thought of it immediately, but I also, when when I saw the comments, uh, we have close to 4% of our viewers in the past month are from South Africa. Um, you know, we we have uh, we have many viewers there, which, which shows you, I would say, that there is, uh, you know, people, the people are not, this is not like Gaza, where everybody pretty much is on board, uh, and, and people are, uh, and, and also there's a, there was a comment about you know me talking about white farmers. It's it's not just white people. It's everybody who's suffering under uh, the rule of the ANC in South Africa. So yeah, just it, it, if it if it needs to be said, and maybe it does after yesterday's show. Uh, yeah, I uh, personally and the Ayn Rand Center UK obviously stand with the good people of South Africa against the bad people in the South African government and. Um, yeah, and now let's get to why well, it is that the like bad just, people in the South African government uh, are are doing what they're doing and coming out after Israel uh, right yeah. now. Let's very much distinguish between the government of South Africa and the poor people who have suffered for so long under the governments, the various governments of South Africa, frankly, um, and it's a horrific situation. Um I normally am not the kind of person who puts any weight or emphasis much on, uh, uh, you know, the other guy did it, you know, the the hypocrisy type arguments. I think those are typically very weak arguments in any event. So it's not the accuser that we need to focus on. I don't care if it was Switzerland. I don't care if it was the most ideal utopian nation in the world bringing these charges in the United Nations. The trial in The Hague going on right now is a perversion and it is wrong conceptually, morally, and in every way possible. I don't care who was bringing the charges. Uh, but in the case of South Africa, I do have to make a comment here. Just in 2022, the United Nations itself uh, had a report about, the, about South Africa being, quote, on the precipice of explosive xenophobic violence. Yeah, it's not just white farmers. The United Nations experts warned, quote, Without urgent action from the government of South Africa to curb the scapegoating of migrants and refugees and the widespread violence and intimidation against these groups, we are deeply concerned that the country is on the precipice of explosive violence. The report, the UN report continued. They noted the xenophobia, especially against low-income African and Southeast Asian migrants and refugees, had been a feature of South African politics for many years, which indeed, of course, it has. 
In, tw- in 2008, for example, xenophobic violence resulted in just one incident, one incident uh, with the death of over 60 people and contributed to the displacement of at least 100,000. Xenophobia is uh, often explicitly racialized, targeting low income black migrants and refugees, and in some cases, South African citizens accused of being, quote, too black to be South African. So there's all kinds of racial violence. Uh, There are a lot of migrants trying to get into South Africa, even though they're on the verge in recent decades of being a failed state and utter economic collapse. Um, And so they are very much in a state of total People have described it as being on the precipice of being a failed state uh, just this uh, this year, in fact. In one, um, one last thought, the attackers drove a, another incident. Now get this, in a highly publicized incident in April 2022, a 43-year-old Zimbabwean, you see one of these Zimbabwe refugees, uh, and the father of four was killed by a group going door to door demanding to see visas. The attackers drove the victim out of the place where he was seeking to refuge, beat him, and set him on fire. The violence has continued unabated. Uh, it is alleged that the burning of this man in Johannesburg on the 20th of June uh, of last 2022 was carried out by persons targeting migrant shopkeepers. So South Africa is a place that uh, knows racist and racial violence um, and serious human rights abuses. And there are frankly, now in bed uh, since, of course, for the last 15 years, basically, they've been increasingly close with Russia and China in alliance. And so it's quite clear that they do have motives of their own in bringing this charge, political motives that uh, put them uh, sort of on the axis of the bad guys. Uh, And they really are just the voice. I mean, Israeli government's correct. They're becoming the legal wing, the legal arm, in effect, of Hamas in bringing this charge. In 1948, the United Nations defined what genocide was because of the Holocaust, the attempted genocide, the six, the slaughter of six, at least six million Jewish civilians in Europe in the late 1930s and early 1940s. That is why they defined genocide. It was the examples they used were the Armenian genocide uh, that had happened earlier in that century and the Holocaust. Those were the examples. That's what genocide should mean under the original definition. If what South Africa is saying is true, then no country could ever engage in a defensive war of any kind without being guilty of genocide. They have so distorted the UN's own definition of it. There's obviously no genocidal intent, and that needs to be proven. It 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 is otherwise any nation that ever engaged in an act of self defense would be guilty of genocide if what South Africa is saying is correct. No. So, the, uh, uh, so objectivists, uh, I think among objectivists, I object to the uh, um, um, hypocrisy argument less than most. Uh, although I I understand the objection, I actually have an objection to it in this case of Israel, which which is something that uh, advocates of Israel do a lot, which is they say, well. You know, why aren't you talking about uh, this place where, you know, 100,000 people were killed or that place? Because you're basically saying, yeah, Israel's doing bad things, but some people are doing worse things. And you're talking about those things less than you're talking about Israel. So that's my problem uh, there. The, the reason the reason those people are talking about Israel and not about other atrocities is because uh, Israel is a free country, a Jewish country. Uh, and and uh, that's what they have the problem with. So they're not speaking up about 
all sorts of conflicts and all sorts of uh, places. They are speaking up now that the U.S. has attacked the Houthis, uh, the U.S. and the U.K. We're hearing them a little bit, not as much as we hear them talk about Israel. Um, but yeah, the, the point with South Africa is, you know, it's relevant. You brought up Russia and China. Yeah, they had a uh, they had a military uh, exercise with Russia and China in uh, in February of last year, less than a year ago. Um, you know, their strong condemnation of Israel is uh, it's, if we're going to use that argument, you know, that there was nothing equivalent when uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine. And of course, that's obvious because they're on the side of Russia. And it makes sense to be on the side of both Russia. It doesn't make sense either way. But if you're <laughs> going to be on the side of Russia, it would make sense to also be on the side of Hamas. They're at least consistent in that sense. They're for actual genocidal uh, savages who want to uh, impose uh, totalitarianism on otherwise relatively free countries. Well, that's exactly it. That The distinction that is not made in international law is between, and this is the one that really is key and that South Africa is missing, between aggression and self-defense. You'll note we when it happened, when the UN General Secretary said the despicable things about October 7th that he said, uh, it wasn't a full-throated denunciation of the atrocities, the aggressive atrocities on civilians on October 7th. No, 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 no. We, it didn't happen in a vacuum. Recall his exact words. It, all this didn't happen in a vacuum. You've got to understand the occupation, the horrible occupation uh, that Israel has imposed. Okay, once you start down that path, obviously you can see the conceptual corruption going on. There's The distinction is between aggression and self-defense. If you're going to kill a bunch of people in another nation, it's not can't be genocide. In fact, that's the intention of war, even a defensive legitimate war. You want to kill the other guy. And if it, and if all you need to show is an intention to kill a bunch of the other side uh, to show genocide, then, as I say, no nation could ever engage in any defensive warfare at all. If the theory, the legal theory that South Africa is using should fly in the United Nations. Uh, now, hypocrisy does indicate I will be on your side to this extent. It, to the extent you see hypocrisy, it does indicate that they are not loyal to their stated principles. And very much, it can either show a lack of integrity, but more um, commonly show that there's an ulterior motive that's not being stated, just as you pointed out. The hypocrisy here shows that their actual motive is a hatred of Israel, a hatred of uh, civilization, a hatred of Jews, a racist hatred, which is perhaps not surprising coming from the South African government. Um, uh, but it is clearly a kind of, spe the Jews are special, they don't get to defend themselves, so there's a kind of special racist hatred. Um, you know, the, the Israeli government said that this is a kind of blood libel, and I have to say I kind of agree. It's the notion that somehow Jews just want to see uh, uh, you know, the babies in Gaza die, pregnant women in Gaza die, because after all, why would you attack hospitals as Israel has been attacked? Wait! They put their equipment in hospitals behind cat. I saw the news images behind the cat scan machine. They had high powered uh, uh, weapons. They have explosives in the basement of the hospital. And so Israel is, is the one responsible for the indiscriminate slaughter of babies and the not not wanting there to be babies in Gaza. Wrong. And it's obvious, though, though that when you look at it the other way about, that it can only be racism on the part of the accusers. It's that the Jews are special, you see. 
blood libel, for those who don't understand what it is. Um, it, this medieval notion by Christians that Jewish people used babies, the blood of babies, in uh, ritualistic uh, ways. Now, of course, nothing could be more anti-Torah. In fact, the consumption of blood, even animal blood, is unkosher under Torah. You know where it really comes from? It, uh, Tertullian, the Christian writer, uh, early Christian writer, tells us that it was uh, pagans who were making fun of Christians who really do symbolically drink the blood of Jesus. And they were associated with Jews. And so it's really Christian practice, that, uh, that, uh, a misunderstanding of Christian practice uh, that caused this anti-Semitic trope. But anti-Semitic tropes like this are, are out there, they're ugly, and that's exactly the idea here. Uh, uh, it, it's the, it's the, you see, Jews have been the victims of these kind of racist tropes that have caused actual racist violence against Jews for over a thousand years now in many Christian countries because of these notions of blood libel. When you <clears throat> when you accuse uh, Israel of being in a now get this South Africa accusing Israel of being an apartheid state when of course uh, coexistence could, could could exist but for the mystic based uh, racism of the Palestinian people themselves as we discussed yesterday. But when you turn ter terms like genocide and apartheid against Israel, when there's no factual basis for it, whatever, in fact, just the opposite, then in, in effect, it is the equivalent of like a medieval blood libel, in my view. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I, I also agree with that uh, uh, claim by Israel, which is why blood libel is uh, actually the text on the thumbnail for this. Yeah, the, the no proof part is also something we will be talking about because it's it's amazing to see their their lawyers. And this is this is why this whole thing is a farce. The, the very idea of the court is a farce on its own. And uh, but to see their their lawyers literally reading Hamas propaganda, you are reading the words of the people who committed the atrocities and live stream themselves on October 7th while claiming genocide against the, the their victims. So uh, yeah, by the way, uh, so I, I actually want to go before I, I have some more things to say about South Africa, but I want to go to our super chatters. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Christian Klein. Uh, this super chat is actually relevant to tomorrow's uh, episode, but I will read it and then we will uh, answer it. Uh, he says, seeing the countries the judges come from, I think Israel has a real chance to win the case, even if it's the UN. That would be a great victory in the PR war for Israel. What do you think, James? You, yeah, I would denounce the entire proceeding before I walked in. The only, you know, I would urge you to read some essays by Ayn Rand. Does life require compromise and the cult of moral grayness? Ayn Rand. This is, in fact, it's it's so much worse than Ayn Rand's example. She uses the uh, mind experiment example. If a burglar broke into your home, it would be a big mistake to start negotiating over, oh, you can take the spoons, but please leave me the, you know, this other stuff. Once you start negotiating with the guy who is forcefully violating your rights, you've lost the case. And that is exactly what it would be just to appear. Israel, in effect, by mounting a defense at all, is giving a greater sanction than these people deserve. Israel should denounce the United Nations as a whole, withdraw from the United Nations as a whole, and specifically denounce this tribunal uh, in The Hague. So should the United States. If the United States had any moral backbone at all and could see the facts for what they are, and if what our position is, if what Biden is letting come out of his mouth, if that's true, then everything going on in The Hague right now is actually anti-Israel, anti-Semitic, 
anti-civilization aggression, saying Israel cannot defend itself. So if America is going to be consistent in its position, it really has to denounce this entire court proceeding. I wouldn't walk in the door. I would denounce these people as the evil monsters they are for even raising the subject. They Look, it took the United Nations, how long did it take them for their sexual violence against women group even to start doing an investigation against the horrible rapes and sexual assaults that murdered, I mean, raped people to death on October 7th. How long were they dragging their feet before they even started an investigation of that aspect? No, the entire United Nations is a corruption. It is evil. It is a dictatorship and terrorism protection racket, as I have said repeatedly on this program. Um, so I would not give it any sanction, any... Your, now, in the short run, might there be some short-term, okay, some... No, I don't even think there'll be much of that. The people that the nations that hate Israel will not be budged even by an acquittal of Israel, which they deserve, of course, yeah. even on the definition. But do you think now, it'll move the people that hate Israel? No. I I really uh, I really doubt this. So uh, I really doubt that this is going to happen. That Israel is going to win. Uh, so the one judge I actually know, uh, not personally, but know as in have followed his career, is the Israeli judge. Uh, Aaron Barak, who is who is a very left wing judge, uh, activist judge, as you call it in the U.S., and he was appointed by Netanyahu, and, and this was very bizarre to see, and it's part of the reason why you know we haven't pissed off enough people recently. Uh, tomorrow's episode of the Daily Objective is titled, uh, I believe it's why Netanyahu wants Israel to lose in the Hague, and uh, yeah, 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 we have some Netanyahu fans who will uh, be very upset with with what i have to say before i even say it but uh but yeah uh, that first of all the fact again the fact as you mentioned the fact that israel is participating in this farce is giving legitimacy to its enemies who want who want nothing but jews to die and it's uh and and the fact that israel is you know sending uh you know an activist anti-israel judge from israel is uh raises some questions that I will attempt to answer on tomorrow's episode of the Daily Objective. Uh, the United States doesn't recognize any teeth, any enforcement power on the part of this International Court of Justice uh, in The Hague. Uh, Israel should be with us on this, uh, uh, frankly. Israel is already given in, thrown in the towel too much on legitimizing this illegitimate, upside-down, perverse uh, International Court of Injustice, frankly. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, Catherine. Uh, I see Catherine asking in in the chat, "Why is Israel even recognizing this BS court?" That is a question. Exactly. That is a question we'd like the answer to. Um, I don't have the actual official answer from Israel, but I will give what I think is the answer tomorrow, which you certainly um, won't. Well, you my answer. <laughs> um, I think even if there was an acquittal, and I, I'm with you, I doubt there would be an acquittal. But even if there were an acquittal, is this going to move the dial on anyone's opinion? I doubt it. Now, James, the ANC has has turned South Africa from a uh, Western, prosperous country to uh, what is quickly becoming a shithole. And, uh, you know, a, a part of that, uh, the, the West's, uh, this is my interpretation, but the West has guilt over doing what it always does, which is, you know, picking bad guys as your allies because of whatever uh, justification you have. And of course, apartheid was, was 
an apartheid regime is evil. It's yeah. it's racist and absolutely should not exist. And and uh, when you have something like that, unfortunately, the West all often goes for anything other than that. Uh, so again, evil evil can fight. You know, evil people can fight other evil people. And I, I think what South Africa replaced uh, apartheid with is a different type of evil. In my country's history, um, there is no way that you can really describe the American South uh, from, say, the fall of the end of the Civil War to, the, say, the 1950s as anything other than apartheid states. Um, and America, in its history, has by no means got clean hands when it comes to matters racial. Um, that we had racist Jim Crow laws that discriminated against African-Americans in many places in, in, in my country for many decades. And people are well aware of the racial violence that occurred in my country. Uh, uh, African-Americans would be targeted, ganged up on, lynched, and in significant numbers, mind you, when you add up the decades. So uh, it's not, a, I'm when I'm uh, attacking South Africa here, I'm mindful and aware that my own country has uh, been a, a known for having terrible racial violence and discrimination in its past. This does not change the, the, the current situation. If it were America, as I say, or Switzerland bringing the charges or South Africa, it would not matter. And it shouldn't really matter what the background of the country is, honestly. But honest, uh, when I read about what's happening in South, South Africa was once one of the richest country, basically, in sub-Saharan Africa by far for a long time. And right now it's on the verge of economic collapse and despair. And they're in the midst of all kinds of foreign, foreigner-hating sort of violence as they oppose refugees attempting to come to South Africa, because it is still, compared to many of the regional countries like Zimbabwe, a richer uh, place. Now, if America were to have the same sort of policy today, I understand I was comparing American history to South African history, but America, if America were to have anything like the policy that the South African government today has, we would be, we should and could be properly denounced as continuing uh, uh, to have uh, racial violence characterize our, our country. Uh, South Africa is definitely in that situation. Um, I'm not sure who should be on trial, even according to the corrupt UN's own corrupt standard here. Uh, but it certainly is not Israel. I mean, well, I mean, according to the UN's uh, standards, it should be Israel because Israel is Israel and Israel is always well, on trial with the UN. Well, um, the subjective standard of the majority that runs the the, the, the place, their yeah. 90, the, the, their own definition of genocide that they came up with in 1948 because of the Holocaust has by no means even been closely met. There is no intent to destroy a race or to destroy the babies of a race. No, there isn't. Yeah. Um, it's no, lies. No. Um, Corruption in South Africa. I was talking to a, a viewer from South Africa right before the show and a, a viewer who has left South Africa, like many, many people, the brain drain from South Africa is very, very real. People are escaping and, and of course, rightfully so. Um, yeah, the, the corruption there is, we know corruption in politics uh, in the West, um, but from, from my understanding, it's it's a different level of corruption. It's it's uh, people, uh, the way this viewer described it is people, uh, you know, competing on who's more corrupt. And, um, and, and yeah, what, going back to the point of the West's guilt on South Africa for supporting apartheid, I kind of, I, I 
I think of it kind of as similar to the West support for uh, for Pinochet in, in Chile. You know, uh, Pinochet got rid of somebody who they should have gotten rid of. He, he wanted a, he wanted a communist dictatorship, and uh, that's something you should prevent, even by armed resistance. Uh, and of course, America supported him because he was kind of right on economics and ignored the fact that he was a dictator himself. Uh, and yeah. Should you then forever have bad policies uh, or support bad people because those bad people are were against the bad people that you opposed previously? Again, I would say no. I would say this is the problem in the Middle East. This is the problem everywhere. We see this. Uh, we see this with with what America uh, tried to leave uh, behind after the war in Afghanistan, in in Iraq. We we saw the failure of that. We see. We or see. Or opening China. I mean, look at this, all this sanctioning of your, or our negotiations with the Saudis, or, 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 I could give you or the idea, Or the idea of, of the, the PLO replacing Hamas, which is, of course, oh. how we got here in the first place, because it was the PLO being brought back 30 years ago that gave us Hamas, that, that gave us Hamas as a power, uh, and, uh, and, and gave us October 7th and everything else in the past 30 years. So, kind of moral yeah. compromise. Never, never, ever, ever compromise your principles to the point that you're, uh, you know, all, you know. A lot of people say America had to ally itself, Britain and America had to ally itself with the Soviet Union to fight the Nazis. I don't think that's true. I think what it did is it only gave, you know, a half a century of dictatorship to all of Eastern Europe, basically, and it it extended the life of of Soviet totalitarianism. That that alliance. We did not need to do that. And anytime you do that, think of the future you're creating, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, think of the future you're creating. Uh, that kind of moral compromise is suicide in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we we unfortunately see the results of that. Uh, there's, I think there's more to be said on this. We, we will uh, be here every day, so we will say it. Uh, and uh, um, on the I question, any, chance of, any chance of a Mon Montreal Ocon? That's not on. That's not up to me. That's a question in the chat. Uh, it's not up to me, but uh, the president and CEO of the Iron Institute, Talsfani, will probably be on on the show next week. So uh, you can ask him that in a super chat. Um, and uh, yeah, James, you know we have um, we have a bunch of stuff coming up for our our paying members. You know we're going to be here on the daily objective for free every day on the reality show for free every weekday. Uh, but we do have for our higher paying members from the platinum level and above. Platinum is fifty pounds a month. Uh, we have a couple of things in the coming days. Tomorrow, the philosophy forum, which is every week, we will be discussing how to argue for Israel. That's a that's a Zoom call, by the way. It's a uh, audience participation event, and uh, and and it involves uh, many people from the channel uh, being in those conversations. And then Monday we have something that we launched a few months ago. You, a former prosecutor, Matthew Humphreys, a criminal defense attorney. We will have a mock trial as we've done on different issues, and this mock trial will be. I don't know how you're going to do it. We're going to figure it out by Monday, but it will be a, a mock trial. It will be a mock trial, but it will probably be more serious than a mock trial currently happening in The Hague. So, yeah, yeah we that's, will have that's... an extensive discussion of this, but only if you're a paid subscriber at a certain level, ladies and gentlemen. It's a yeah. real value you're going to get. And by the way, if you're a paid subscriber at a lower level, there's a bunch of things coming up. Even even from uh, for YouTube members, we have 
we have a few sessions over this weekend, right? We have a, a session on education tomorrow. We have uh, the session with you on the history of philosophy. And I don't know how, how uh, long this is going to go on, but this Sunday we have a special episode of the reality show, TRS Extra, uh, which will be for YouTube members only. Other members can join, uh, can join on a Zoom call. YouTube members can watch live. We're going to see how that works out. So if you're not a YouTube member, you can do that for $5 or £5 or uh, depending on your currency. It'll be worth it. I think it'll be worth it for one show, but you'll get more than one show. Uh, that's enough sales. We we are capitalists. You know, we practice what you, we preach. So we will be selling stuff, but we will also be hopefully delivering content that uh, you enjoy, you see value in. And if you do see value in it, even if you uh, can't become a member, do consider liking, sharing, subscribing, and commenting because that helps uh, show more people um, this this content. And in a minute or so, the reality show, we will be talking about Iran. We'll be talking about Iran in the context of uh, last night, America and Britain finally doing something about the Houthis. And um, yeah, is it enough? I think you know the answer, but we'll we'll tell you anyway. Thanks, James. Be well. Thanks, everybody. See you back here tomorrow.